Vanessa and Vanessa, are you there? Oh, that was a remix. Yep, I'm here. Yes. Hey, it's day 21. It's day 21. It's day 21. Listen, Vanessa, this is what you should know. Yes, I was me. a drum major in high school. Yes. <laughs> I was a drum major in high school. And I still know how to do the high step. That's all you need to know. And I'm very <laughs> good at it. I was award winning. <laughs> Well, I was one step behind you because everybody knows that I was in drill team most of my damn life. And all I did was walk around in white boots with pom-poms and taps on the bottom. Shout out to the Ebony Elk to drill team of Seattle, Washington. Come on, Elk. Come on, Elk. I know know a thing or two about a high step. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) And I pulled around and went to USC with the Trojans. I was like, this is not... (laughs) <laughs> the band I signed up. <laughs> oh, happy days. I have been looking forward to this call all weekend. All weekend with joy, with anticipation, with sadness. Um, and I tell you, it was this call and the promise of this call that sustained me through a very difficult weekend. But Vanessa, how was your weekend? Yes. Yeah. It was good. You know, I told you I, um, one of my uncles, Gregory Johnson, rest in peace, Greg, uh, passed away this weekend, but I was, but I'm in a good place because I believe his energy was so good while on this earth that he is just moving it to a place that I just don't understand yet. So I'm just lifting him up and lifting the rest of my family up. And other than that, I rested a lot, Morgan. And I was literally thinking, I was like, I am so God damn tired, like in my bones, in my DNA. But literally, I was like, it feels good to just be like, I'm tired. Like the exhausting part of pretending you're not tired is more tiring (laughs) than just the tiredness. So even though I'm like exhausted, I was like, I feel so free because it's like, it's like an honest assessment of where I am at that acknowledges that there there's so many great places to go, but right now I am motherfucking tired. And it's okay to be tired. Black women, and I mean, I feel good all weekend just admitting it. So I there were some things I wanted to do that I just told people I couldn't do because I was too tired. I was like, no excuses necessary. I was just like, yo, I wanted to do that, but I'm too tired. And it just felt like good to just say that and no other explanation, dot, dot, dot. And then the one thing I ended up doing, and I'll, I'll shut up, was some of my girls came in from Seattle. Look, and then this weekend, they were my girls. They weren't girl tricks. They were just my girls. So some of my girls came in from <laughs> Seattle because there was a, the because I was like, y'all, because I'm trying to have a weekend too. And I can't be a professional girl trick and with my girls. So anyway, <laughs> but they, you know how it is, Morgan. You know how it is. So they came in for the, uh, to DC for the anniversary of the March, which I didn't get to go to because we were doing boot camp. But we hooked up on Saturday and we had the bombest day. I walked them all around DC, showed them a bunch of black stuff. Black DC was showing out majorly, so it felt really good. And then my girls really look, we did they had the speaker, they had the double dutch rope. We took up shop on like Fifth and U Street and brought the whole party to us. So it was a good weekend. And then I just went to sleep all day yesterday, honestly, and just tried to recoup and get ready for this fall. Oh, well I'm really sorry to hear about your your yeah. uncle again. And I'll Pray yeah. for your family too. How was so your weekend? I know you went to the wedding. I didn't go to the wedding. I went to the wedding beach oh. location and opted out of the wedding so I could go to the spa instead. <laughs> 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 just like, listen, I 
pressure I want to get involved in and awkward family weddings is not one of them and I was just like mm, yeah. I'm off that of this one okay. so I just went to this <laughs> I had a good time you were just um, the plus one that did your thing on the side I like that that was you was like I'll do the that's plus right one, but I'm gonna do my thing on the side okay right right it was always kind of the plan but I got so many text messages saying, Morgan, where is that beach that you're at and I was and you didn't tell us on Black History Boot Camp and y'all better be glad I did it. That beach was so scary at night. There wasn't a lick of light. Okay, we left. <laughs> like, listen, we're terrified out here in these, in these streets. But for everyone who is, we sent this out to 800,000 people today. So I guarantee you there are some people who are on this call for the first time yes. on day 21, which is a celebration, which is a community walk. Thank you for coming to lift up the over 100,000 black women who have trained in Black History Boot Camp this summer, y'all. We had two waves of women who came Ooh. through. Some of you did the Four Mothers Walk and you've done the 21 Acts of Resistance. You only really need to do one to be considered trained with Girl Trek for the Front Lines because really what that means is that you committed to your own personal health and your own personal self-care and you demonstrated Let's talk more walk that you in this thing. And I just want to tell you, thank you, because we need you. I'm so grateful for you, and I'm so proud of you. And it's been such an honor <laughs> to walk with y'all these 21 days, some of you 42 days. I feel like you've gotten to know each other. I've been following you on social media, y'all my little cousins. Just really, really have appreciated this opportunity to convene and commune with all of you. So, I just want to start by saying thank you. And Vanessa, girl, it has been so nice to talk to you, to like slow down away from work, but actually still at work and talk about things that we care about. It has felt so retro, like so old school, like so tight. It so it's been so good. No, today, I, one, it felt really good to talk. It felt good for me to walk. Like, I've really been reaping the physical benefits of the consistency from, like, both four mothers to this series. I've just really been reaping the benefits of it. So that's been good. Talking to you has been good. And I was thinking today I had, like, a professional reflection. I was like, so much of my personal work with Girl Trek, and for those of you who don't know, Morgan and I co-founded Girl Trek 10 years ago. And Morgan, so much of my work over the last 10 years has been stuff I genuinely did not know how to do, but by the grace of God was like, I have to figure out in order to be a leader of this movement. And it has felt really hard and really scary. And yet, so I was like, wow, I'm so grateful that for boot camp, I'm in my lane. Because I was like, this is stuff I actually know how to do. I was like, finally, Girl Check is using me in the ways that I have meant to be used. <laughs> like, I actually love I history. I love talking. I know how to talk. I was like, this is like the easiest part of my job. And yet so many people are being impacted by it. And the testimonies that we have received from Black women, Black men, white women, white men, allies of all genders, not non-binary, whoever you are, who have just been like, this is saving my life. So I'm just like, God, to use me in service of this right now, where we have 100 plus thousand folks who just did this resistance training, who now are going to speak the names of those people. And now we know those strategies going into the most important election of our lifetime. Come through, like, come through Girl Trek with what we have just done. Like, woo, I'm happy. I'm proud of us. Yes. 
I am too. Let's talk about some of those testimonies. Did you, were there any in particular? I saw some on Twitter I wanted to share. Yeah, I was tell, me so, your, tell me yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, thank you to everyone. So many on Twitter were like, hey, if you have not caught something called Black History Bootcamp, it's a walk-in podcast, do it, do it, do it, like urging your friends to do it. There were so many of those, so I thank you. My favorite, my favorite reflection, somebody, let me find her. She was like, listen, she was like, the best advice I got on all of Black History Bootcamp is somebody named Tansy uh, McNulty, at Tansy McNulty. Uh And she said, the biggest takeaway from Black History Bootcamp is somebody got to be Tito. She was like, what does that mean? I don't mind supporting, stand behind my sister (laughs) while she does her thing because her shine does not diminish mine. I was like, I had totally forgot about that conversation, but thank you for that reminder, Tansy. And then Sonia Pryor-Jones, she said, thanks, Girl Trek, uh-huh. for saving lives each day. I've been walking all morning for Black History Boot Camp, and I can't wait until noon. And then somebody else put something really touching. Let me find it. It says, this woman's Twitter name is Wakandan uh, Anilie, and it says, at Girl Trek, please give a shout out to my dear sister, Zenda Denise Foster in Seattle. She's battling cancer and has walked to her radiation treatments for the last four weeks. On her return home, she listens to Black History Boot Camp faithfully. And I was just so touched by that. I was so touched by that, particularly having lost our brother, Chadwick Boseman, this yeah. weekend. I was really touched. I'm just touched by people who fight with such, with such dignity. So thank you for shouting out your sister um, on that. Did you have any good testimonies or hear any good things? So a couple, Morgan, and I I won't be able to, these are really top of mind, so I'm not going to be able to accredit them to the right folks. But we, uh, on the episode where we were talking about Queen Nanny, we had a couple of people who came on and they was like, yo, I was winding so hard in my room at the end with that spice. Thanks for coming through. <laughs> and I was like, I love, it tickled me because I was like, sometimes we are conservative, you and I. Uh, to honor like our kind of grow up community. So I like it when it's like, they're like, no, come through more, harder, harder. So I love that. <laughs> and then on one of the episodes we were talking to, you were, I'm not going to say mocking me. You were uh, explaining <laughs> how I talk. You were explaining how I talk like Michael Jackson and I'd be preaching and you were saying, I'd be like, mama say, come and come to Moscow. Anyways, and we were debating what he said, but a lady actually came on and she was like, no, he said, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not going to stop. I never knew those were the lyrics. Did you? I think that's. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm not gonna stop. Anyways, it's not what I'm gonna say. Mama's not gonna stop. So I was blown away by that. Thank you for that feedback. And then, not jokingly, on the episode where we talked about religion and the Church of God in Christ, and then also on the episodes where we talked about like voodoo and condomblé. There have been in all of the and who do there have been so many black women working who, regardless of what place they feel on supporting what we were talking about or feeling offended on what we talked about, mainly overwhelmingly black women have been like, thank you for having this conversation where our whole spiritual selves can come into play in a justice lens. And just hearing from black women talk about that because for me, these things are also so intertwined and to know that we are making space so that black women can really heal. I'm grateful for that because I'm glad we're teaching people, but mainly I want to heal black women through these 21 days. I want to teach everybody, but I want black women to heal and to hear from so many black women say that this space has allowed like a healing for them to happen. Like, man, I'm just grateful. Yeah. 
Yeah, you reminded me of two other pieces of feedback. One of them was on one of those similar episodes. Uh, was it Queen Danny who was boiling water without no fire? Yeah. I think it was Queen yes. Danny. Oh, yes. A lady, on, a lady on Twitter was like, well, you know you could do that with lie. And I was like, mind blown. I was like, you really can't. I need the secret to scare people in the mountains. I was yes. like, this is yes. genius. So that was a fun one. And then, oh, we got all kind of corrections, just so all kind of stuff. I got in yes. trouble for nothing. The Clark sisters on Kojic. <laughs> on the Kojic playlist, they write. You can't have a Kojic yes. playlist without the Clark sisters. You was right, family, and I did fix it. Um, and then, oh, the difference between voodoo and voodoo, which is really the difference between what Hollywood tells you to fear and what is the actual traditional religion. That was helpful. Oh, my favorite part of Black History Boot Camp, people were putting uh-huh. their own agenda items for Black liberation. Like, people were tweeting yes. some good stuff. Oh, I was I like, did we have, yeah, we have the expertise in-house, in-house. But you said something that reminded me of something that you want Black women to heal. And we got some actual critical feedback. Critical, I mean, like, really constructive feedback around Carmichael from actually one of our revered families, the Abernathy family. And I got a chance to to talk to her and respond to her because her lived experience of Stokely Carmichael was different. And she was saying, right. listen, like, be careful, be careful, like how you celebrate yeah. everybody because you should really dive deeply. And I was like, listen, please teach us. And please, you know, from what we know, we were, te- we were telling the truth and we were trying to celebrate black people. And from what yeah. we know, that makes us feel good. But you have to trust black women, Vanessa. You have to trust black women. And here's the thing. Black history is complicated. As we talked about Nat Turner, as we talked about people who literally killed people for liberation. I mean, it can be controversial. But the one thing that stood out in her letter to me and you was she said, well, what I don't want is for the people who really did the work, particularly black women, to get outshined mm-hmm. by those who have the right aesthetic or who, who may be more charismatic. And that yeah. it stung when she said it because I know that feeling. Yeah. And so yeah. I was just like, listen, part of our healing is also telling stories that edify us and also having controversy so we can get to what the truth is so we can get to what the truth is so that was really thank you for that feedback it was really helpful it's received we will continue to do our best we're still going to take risks we're still going to be authentic and i don't know if there are parts of the story that i would recant yet and i respect what she's saying so all of that can't be true in the same space and time so thank you for all of that feedback y'all if you have your own reflections please share it on twitter on Facebook, on Instagram, using hashtag Black History Bootcamp. Y'all, 21 days makes a habit. Our staff implored us to tell you all more about Girl Trek on today's call. So we're going to take the next five minutes to just, maybe not even five minutes, but just a conversation, Vanessa, to tell the people who now are official, who are a part of the vanguard of a life-saving sisterhood called Girl Trek, that's 848,000 Black women strong, that is going to rally this November that is going to show up and show out like our ancestors taught us. We're going to resist against anything that comes to kill, fill, and destroy us. Let's talk about how all this started. It started with two friends, me and Vanessa, and we were inappropriate then. <laughs> and we are slightly inappropriate now. We just was on, what, what show was we on? Good morning, America. Morgan, 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 Morgan. Morgan. Before, before yes. we go on to the girl truck story, I wanted to really, really listen and understand what you were just saying about the Stokely Carmichael thing. And I have just my own reflection 
yeah. uh, not related even to the feedback from the Abernathy family. But I was like, just, and this is just so that our members know, not so that our, and by the way, not so that our audience knows, hear me, Black woman, so that our members know. I actually believe that life and death lies in the power of our own tongue. And I actually believe and understand how great the platform God has provided to you and I, and I don't take it for granted for not one second. And in fact, because I know that we have so much power on our tongue with this platform and this moment in time where we have been aligned to do this justice and healing work, I literally pray so hard, Morgan, I'm just just letting folks know, like just for the discernment, God, for the direction, for less of me and more of you, for more truth, for more power, for more, so much so that by the time I actually have come to the call to share what I believe to be the story, for myself personally, want to be so rooted that I have enough personal discernment to believe what I am saying out of my own mouth, that I can stand by it. And that's important to me because, and by the way, learn and receive. So I actually, I'm confirming what you are saying, not actually discrediting it and appreciating the feedback, but also letting folks know that my process around this is that because also my personal discernment is going to have to be so important and yours, as I believe our platform gets elevated and elevated and more and more voices come in a chorus to provide suggestions and feedback, et cetera. We have to both be really agile and open to all of the feedback and criticism and everything so that we can sharpen. And we also have to hold to some fundamental truths about what we know so that we can do the work. So it was just a, and that's actually maybe just my reflection, not even in response to that, but of these 21 days, it's just my reflection or my personal reflection. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. That it's a beautiful process. And you know, Vanessa, like, guide my words is like something that I've been saying too for so long. And I have forgotten for a while, like, I went maybe a whole year without asking God to guide my words. And my whole life went in a different direction. It really did. And so like, I hear what you're saying, respect it. And it's a good reminder for us all. And one reflection I have is it's mostly both and. Like, we, we have to complicate the stories. It's mostly both and. It's hardly ever either or. Hardly ever. Yeah. And when it comes to the complexity of black genius, both and is the way to the solution. So both Voodoo and Coach Church of God in Christ, both Moody Shaken and Upright Life, both that delicious fried fish I just had and veganism. That's just my life. That's what I'm saying. I'll be vegan next week. I will be vegan next week, but I'm a cheat. That's what I'm saying. This is how I believe that you achieve balance in life. So thank you for that. So let's go and yeah. 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 So Vanessa's from Seattle, which is why she can do that yeah. girl trip call so good. Like the Seattle women who rid you home. That's and my get brand of black girl healing. Yes. <laughs> Morgan, no, let me say this. Can I describe girl? Oh, we had a dry interview. That's where I interrupted you earlier. We had a kind of dry interview this morning with a news outlet that I actually really love. And I maybe it was just the energy of Monday morning. I don't know what it was, the spirit of my morning or just whatever. It started out dry, but we, we got our feet and it was a good interview. But they asked us, Morgan, like, you know, tell us about Girl Trek. And we get asked that so many times that I, I don't want to betray the real energy and genius of the story And yet it's like, sometimes it feels so robotic and yet the story is so fire and it's so full of love and sisterhood. Like we were just dope friends. We were in college. We were hustling. We were trying to make a way. Like we were the definition of around the way girls. And I was like, that's my brand of black girl. 
and I met you and you met me and we was working in this fancy ass investment bank in Century City where we was like, whoa, there is this much wealth in the world and vacation days and health insurance and Ferragamo shoes and happy black white families and black people can't get none of this pie. We were like, we are going to dedicate our whole lives to trying to figure out how do we get to this. And we thought that the key to getting there would be to make black women well. And those conversations, which were about making ourselves well, which is the key to Girl Trek, by the way, make yourself well first, took 10 years, 10 years of me and Morgan making ourselves well, and then figuring out that walking was a key to it before we asked other women to join. And that's launched the movement of Girl Trek. I wanted to say that this morning, but I was just not in the place, Morgan. I just missed it. I just missed it. I was not in the place to tell that lady. Yeah, I don't know what you said. I don't know what I said. Either, but it was a mess. It was know, a mess. All you need to know is that when we talk about both Anne, we're talking about me and Vanessa. Because I don't know what universe done connected the two of us. Because Vanessa had some microbrace down to the floor almost. And a black dress that was swinging all to the floor. And she wore black every day. And I was like, who? It was. I never met a goth black person. And I was like, who is that? And what is she doing? Conversely, I was a very, sometimes I probably had on a jean skirt, Kojic style. <laughs> then other times I probably had on a daishiki. I don't know, Vanessa, because I don't remember myself as well as I remember <laughs> seeing you, because I was in my own existence and I was lots of metamorphosis. But definitely I was, I used to be the person in college who protested in the middle of campus with the lady, yeah. lady with no shoes on who had a turkey saying, this is somebody's mama. It was me. It was me saying, I need more black tenure professors up on this campus, or I ain't going back to class. It was like, listen, crazy little girl. So that was me. Vanessa was Vanessa. And we just met. And we really loved things like Nikki Giovanni. I was the girl who really only wore clothes. Morgan, I was the girl whose only work outfits were also her club outfits. So I would just like take my tube top dress and then I would put a cardigan on top of the tube top dress and wear it with those pork wedge, <laughs> those pork wedge sandals. And then I would be up in there like, I'm a secretary reporting to duty. <laughs> so from there, college, Vanessa went on to work for CNN. I went on, I joined Teacher America. I became a teacher. We both got married. We both lived pretty happy lives. We both traveled the world, but we had both this nagging feeling around just something was off. We was like, this is a setup for a takedown, y'all. Like we were both working our asses off. Like in our jobs, we were both trying to seek happiness in places that felt unfamiliar. And Vanessa tells the story all the time, telling Vanessa about your family. And she, that was haunting. And then I, I don't know if you want to tell, but then I was facing kids every day that were like, energetically vapid. They didn't have any energy. They were eating bad. They, their eyes looked all dim and stuff. I was like, they trying to smother us out. So Vanessa and I had these same conversations on the phone for years, for years. And we tried a bunch of different solutions. So if you're out there and you have a solution, start trying. Don't wait for no innovation fund. Don't wait for no approval. Don't ask for no permission. We need you out there saving black lives. If you have any yeah. idea, just get to it. Because that's what we did. We were like, let's start a t-shirt company. T-shirt company. Then we wanted to start a blog. We had a blog. Wristband. No, we, we had, had a blog. Yeah. Mom, it was good. We had the wristbands that said, what would Harriet do on the front? And then on the other side, it said, walk. And, that's, and yeah. I wanted to bring those and back. That was, that was a good. That was yeah. good. There was no other program. It was just the wristbands. And then we just start. We actually, we didn't give no, up. No, then you we had the like, girls well, hiking group. And then you had the girl ah, hiking group. That's right. At the, yes, yeah. Yes. 
I started picking girls hiking, which is girl trek. That's where we got the name from. And we kept it. We decided that we wanted to go big. We decided that we wanted to be big, bold, audacious, and that we didn't care what anybody thought of us. And people laughed at us, y'all. When we said we wanted to get a million black women to walk in the same direction for total healing all across America, people were like, last time a million black women did anything together. Literally, somebody said that to our face. And it's somebody we loved and trusted because it had never been done before. And then when we started to succeed, people still doubted us. Well, Morgan, can I put a pin right there, Jesse, and just to emphasize or underscore for everyone on the call? It wasn't even just that people doubted us. It is that with precision, people tried to chop away at the dream. And then people, even internally to the community, and so this is a lesson for y'all around your own personal dreams. You better, first of all, get you somebody who can hold it and then understand when people are trying to chop away, Morgan, because people was like, it's corny. People was like, it's dry. People was like, it's too many senior citizens. People was like, the t-shirts is ugly. People, I mean, there were so many at every place where somebody was like, this vision is not going to happen. And we just held to it. And I want people to hold tight to their. No, some a sister, actually a sister, another black woman sat in New York city with us as a public relations person yes. and told oh us that God. nobody was going to, nobody was gonna be inspired by the story of Harriet Tubman. It was too old. It was too sad. Yes. Yes. She and told us that at the London hotel. Drinking tea. Yes. Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she then she went on to get a show. And then she went on yeah. to get a show on VH1. And that's and that's just to show you how how the pathways for the truth telling black women and the pathways. Lord, I have to tell you the best story, Morgan. Nikki Giovanni, sorry, she sent us some stuff today in the mail on her own personal letterhead with a personal note to us. <laughs> sorry, I just like and and I as <laughs> a personal note to us. And in that note, that's what I'm saying. She's saying like we have to hold tight to our vision, Morgan. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it, it was disappointing sometimes because at one point we had 50 or 60,000 black women who were walking every single day. I mean, like in places like places that need us walking, places that were all over the news, places where people were struggling and we were getting no shine, like none. And we would get like, we would maybe get like an invitation to a conference or something. Nobody wouldn't know who we were. And that was okay because we were paid doing the work. But we were just like, what do you have to do as be considered influential? If 50,000 Black women doing something together is not powerful, like people don't understand the power of it. And, but we knew, we knew, we knew we should hold on. We knew we should hold on. And as soon, as soon as we started to reach like this tipping point or critical mass where black women knew about it, forget about everybody else, but where black women were talking about it in the beauty shop, where black women were taking their daughters to walks, where black women in church basements organizing, we got to that tipping point. We knew we were unstoppable. It didn't matter who co-signed. It didn't matter. And so when we were on the outside of that TED stage and both of us were listening to our own music, we were getting just prayed up, hyped up because we knew we were speaking for so many women. And then they surprised us and had Oprah Winfrey do that introduction, which is not on the film, but she did an introduction for us. People were always like, what did you feel like? We were like, we felt like this is the right time for something great. Like, like it should have always been this way. It should have always been this way because when black women are, are working cooperatively, do you know what had to go right for us to be alive? Do you know what had to go right for 50,000 black women to be walking in the same direction with hope and with, with love for each other? 
And now we're at 840 something thousand black women as, I mean, it's great. It grows so fast. Everything day. it's hard to even hold on to the number. And so I'm so grateful to people all over the country. I don't even want to start naming names. There are about 350 black women who know who they are, who have been here since day one, who have been holding it down, even as social truckers, not even organizing their friends and family and community, but walking every day like their life depended on it. And I just want to tell you, thank you. And everybody's coming, sending notes, Nikki Giovanni, whoever, like, thank you, Auntie Nikki. But actually what matters is that you know that we're grateful for everything that you've done. So thank you so, so much, y'all. Let's talk about the future. Okay, let's talk about the future. So, Vanessa, after a million, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Because we're probably going to reach a million in the next, I don't know, two months, certainly by the end of the year. What then? Well, first of all, according to the Page Sisters, who've been coming through in our text messages with all sorts of ideas, this faith that we're going to have to have two million because iHeartRadio, she said they're going to put the podcast on. It's going to go, look, she got, I'm saying other people is already visioning for us where this is going. So first of all, after 1 million, I'm guessing it's probably going to be 2 or 10 million. I just want to say that. <laughs> and then once, you know, we ain't just stopping and clicking the clicker off. Don't worry, y'all. We still going to be, look, I'm still got my blue table cost. I will, look, at 1 million on the ticker, I will still take my table and blue table cost and go out in front of the giant grocery store and register women. We will still be that those girls and still grow. After we Remember get... that time when you were trying to start a team in your neighborhood and you had these little tear off sheets for girl tear, you put them on the pole, did the money tear off. Did the money tear off. <laughs> and you was like up and dying for weeks. You was like a dog for weeks. I would just keep walking by myself. I would just keep walking but, by myself. But, but Morgan. But Morgan. It's so good. Yes, Oh, yeah, and I will still be there. So what I'm going to say is we're not stopping at a million, but really what's next is how do we shift and sharpen our focus so that we can harness the power, come on, the power of a million Black women so that we can start to heal this planet from the inside out to the benefit of our babies, our boys, our girls, our families and communities. And Girl Trek is going to do that in some dope ways, Morgan. First, by showing right. up at the polls in uh, November. Yes, hold off on that because I want to talk about that. Yes. So, wait, here's my vision for Beyond 1 Million, Vanessa. The whole premise of Girl Trek was based on Harriet Tubman's story. Save yourself first, then come back and get other people. So if we can get a million women who are like, I'm out here in these streets walking for my, for my health, at least spending 30 minutes of self-care time every day, even if you're juggling, doesn't matter what you do, whatever is your self-care. And if you need help, start walking because it's, a, it's the single most powerful thing you can do for your health. So if we get a million women to do that, then what is the question? Then we come back for our community. And there's one thing, a goal that we set as a, as a team, we've been working on strategic planning for the last, I don't know, year. And there's a goal that we set. And that goal is Girl Trek is going to increase the life expectancy of black women by 10 years in 10 years. So beyond a million, we are going to work so, be so it. hard. See to it. So be it. So be, be it. it. Thank you. Do Thank it. you. The daughters yeah. of Octavia Butler. Yes. 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 
And the reason we even pick that is because when we're talking about injustice, we're talking about the injustice that white women live five years longer on average than black women right now. And that Asian women in America live 10 years longer than black women right now. So we have to ask ourselves, what's killing black women? And I need you all to know what the answer is. What's killing black women is what we call the three eyes. Killing black women is first injustice. We know that. But I don't know if you know the statistics and I want you to know them. And so I'm going to spend a minute and talk about them. First of all, poverty is the biggest injustice in America. While 9% of white people live in poverty, 23% of black people live in poverty. 23%. That's roughly one in four people that you know are living in poverty, of our people are living in poverty. That's 9 million people. And that our collective worth is actually less than non-citizens in America, people who have immigrated here, Black people who have been here for 400, some of us 500 years, have less collective wealth than the people who are coming over now. It is an absolute, and, and it's not about money. It's not about money. And I said that in the email. It is not about money. It is about our worth and our labor and the justice that comes with being able to provide for yourself. So healthcare, so many black people don't have healthcare, like particularly black women. That is a crime and it is an injustice. Like um, infant, uh, infant mortality and um, maternal health, all of these things are grossly disproportionate for black women that we are dying faster than any other group. And so the first thing is injustice. When we talk about injustice, we talk about income disparities, the fact that I think what in DC, Vanessa, black women are making 50 cents on the dollar to white men in the nation's capital right now. I think it's 61 cents, something like that. But yeah, something crazy. Yeah, 61 cents. It's crazy. And it's, the, the disparity is almost greatest in D.C. and I think second in Mississippi mm-hmm. or vice versa. But those are the two places. It's insane. So we're, when we're talking about justice, we're talking about income inequality. But we're also talking about environmental justice. I've been doing so much work on black communities and um, communities that are impoverished. And black people have 150 percent more exposure to particulate matter, 150% more, which means that we have higher risk of preventable cancers because of the air we breathe, the water we drink, the earth that grows our food, and that we step on yes. and stand in and all the time. Respiratory conditions like asthma, et cetera. Like lung disease, like heart disease, like right. asthma, like premature birth, like infant mortality. All of these things are directly connected to environmental injustice. And we have an agenda around it. We as are is going Morgan, to have to solve that. As is Morgan, and I just want to underscore this part, as is access to green space, access to walkable, all of that in, from a built environment and natural environment is a part of this lens that we have come to understand, and especially over the last 10 years of this work, underlines and keeps us unwell. Yeah, so justice is really the the outward-facing lens by which we are going to change the barriers to health so that we can increase life expectancy for our sisters and for ourselves. So that's really all of the different injustice issues. But the second eye, so injustice is the first eye, the second eye is isolation, y'all. And this feeds into injustice because we actually know that one in three black men is going to interface with the prison system. And you better believe that that has a lot to do with the loneliness that black women are feeling. And I read a study probably, I don't know, six or seven years ago, that loneliness is deadlier than cigarette smoking. And particularly as you age, that loneliness is deadlier than cigarette smoking. So the stress of injustice 
and isolation together has actually increased the, even suicide rates have doubled in the last 20 years for black girls. This is an invisible crisis that no one is talking about it, and we are going to start to talk about it. And while, yes, police brutality is an issue, we get pulled over at just just incredibly higher rates than anybody else. We all know that. All of these other things also matter. And then the last I is inactivity. And I'm so grateful that we're all outside walking right now because inactivity has everything to do with labor, y'all. If you work your body down to the ground, the last thing you want to do is go outside and exercise for leisure. So I am not shocked at all by any of these statistics that talk about inactivity being the source of disease for Black women. But what they don't talk about is why we feel so stuck and why we feel so heavy under the systems of oppression. They don't talk about the trauma and the stigma that our mothers taught us and the fear that we learned through our mother's milk. They don't talk about any of those things, but we will talk about it on your behalf, with you, by your side, and more than talk about it, we're going to solve for these things. So my prayer, my vision, and my hope for everybody on this call is that you will be a next vanguard of frontline activists in these categories of the things that solve for all of the killers that come against us and our families, that we will co collectively organize against all of those things. So that's beyond a million. Now, we got another month and a half where it's going to be the most historic election that we have ever been a part of. So, Vanessa, let's talk about that, and then let's, um, let's make full circle on this and this is actually a lead into this, Morgan. I'm actually even going to connect the, what's happening now to what you just said. One of the first ways, everyone, that we are going to start to solve for the three eyes that Morgan just ran down so eloquently is through our own magical, magnetic woman power. And Girl Trek is going to invest a million service hours back into our communities starting next year. And those service hours, we will be asking women like you to come out and do the things that our communities need. And Morgan, what do our communities need right now the most? They need for us to show up. They need for us to show up on election day. All of this is service um, when we do it in the name of Girl Trek. And over the next, how many days is it? Because it's like a scary amount of days. What yeah, it's it? the first tomorrow. Like, so I think it's about 65 days. 64 65, days, like that. we got 65 days to get every single black person, white person, yellow, brown, whatever, who we know to the polls. And this is where I will say, Girl Trek is at 501c3. We are not advocating for one ticket or the next. We are saying that democracy only works when we show up to actually exercise the vote, which is the effort and the work of all 20 people who we've talked about over and their resistance work has culminated in this moment, Morgan. All of the stories that we have talked about have culminated in this moment. How we show up as a country now to honor those stories and those people will be for us casting our votes this election. And I actually think the biggest factor is going to be fearlessness. And that's why I'm grateful for Black History Boot Camp. It's going to be fearlessness. And I think that secondarily, it's going to be being grounded in what we believe in our values, which takes me to the next big announcement. So first of all, in order to vote, we're launching something tomorrow, which is a deployment that we launched in 2016 of the Black Girl Justice League. If you are a part of the Black Girl Justice League in 2016, you led walks to the polls and across a thousand different Black precincts, and we're grateful for you. Black women did our thing 
in 2016. I mean, we showed up in block numbers more than anybody else, and we're going to do it again. If Girl Trek has anything to do with it, our 800,000 members are going to show up and show out. And not only are we going to show up, this year, what we are encouraging everyone to do is to vote early is to take your Girl Trek walk to the post office, to photograph yourself at the post office, and to hashtag it Black Girl Justice League. That's how you become a part of the league, is you do the work, you go to the post office, and you mail your ballot. On election day, we will have a group of energized and trained. We have so many amazing trained volunteers. If you're interested in it, stay tuned. We'll have listservs for you. Folks going to the polls to serve to be care agents, to make sure our senior citizens have seats and water, to make sure people are, feel like they are in community and not isolated. We are going to show up in service because we will have already voted. That is the plan across all precincts across America, is that we are going to support our communities in voting. And we're going to do so in the most vibrant and beautiful and loving way. And in order to get spiritually fortified that work because listen praise confuses the enemy y'all in order to show up with joy in Say order to show up again. with love in order to show up with all of the things that are going to be necessary to heal our country we are going to do another boot camp a version three edition that is I'm all so about the spiritual practices i am too that's all about the spiritual practices and the values that gird us as a community we have been doing something called the prayer trek for years and it has really been instrumental in my life and it really has been based on the nine food of the spirit which are love kindness, goodness, all of the things that we need in order to survive the onslaught of hatred that is coming toward our people. We better get grounded in these values. So we are going to talk about in Black history when people have showed up with those values as their shield and their guard so that we can remember what we stand in and we can get spiritually prepared for the work ahead. So that is what's coming up in the next two months. That is what's coming up in the next year. If you have any questions for us, hashtag Black history boot camp we are so so grateful to have spent time with it with y'all all right what else we got i think that's it y'all i'm too sad <laughs> i think it all the food i know but that's what somebody said they like when you say woody woo yeah oh shout out to our allies i just wanted to give a quick shout out to our allies there is one ally who was a white woman who was like, I think I'm the Morgan and, and you are the Veronica. What, Veronica? Oh, Veronica. <laughs> yeah, I think she called me yeah, the baby the and Vanessa. <laughs> Shout out to our white allies. I know some days do stuff for y'all, but y'all earned it. Y'all earned it. And you Thank hung in there. Thank you for in there with us. Yes. Yes, you hung in there, and that's actually, when it's hard and you stay, that actually matters. It matters, because it's been hard for us for a long time, and we've stayed in this country. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging in there. We appreciate you. So we're going to do things to end. Um, first of all, you asked a really powerful question that um, I thought about all weekend on Friday. Friday was such a spirited and beautiful conversation. Thank you for leading that. But you asked a question what we wanted to manifest in Black August, and I wanted to get your answer. I wanted to take a walking meditation together with everybody on the phone. 
it was a hard weekend with the loss of Chadwick Boseman with the March on Washington and like hearing from the families of people who have been killed and shot by the police. Hearing the words even of Al Sharpton and folks like that who've just been in this game for 50 years was disheartening. And then all of the violence across the country, all of the violence that was race baited, the convention, it was a lot. It was a lot this weekend. And I was holding firm to Black August. And I was like, what is it that I want to manifest in my life and for my community? So I'm curious to what you all want to manifest today for the rest of the year, what you're praying for, what you're hoping for sisters. Please share that with us on um, Black History Bootcamp. We can share on our Twitter, the ones that we hear. But maybe you don't know yet. So let's take just a a quick walking meditation. I thought we could listen to uh, one of the songs on the playlist is Richie Havens. I thought we could listen to a minute or two, Ebony, just a minute or two of him while, while we walk. And the first minute will be in virtual silence, some music playing. Um, And I just want you to do a walk in silence in memory of the people we lost, including your uncle, Vanessa, all of the people we've lost in COVID, anybody that you've lost personally, but then just put a prayer up for all of our community That's we've had so many disproportionate losses. And then for all of the men and women who have been killed by police violence. So let's just do a moment of silence. And then when the song comes on, which is Here Comes the Sun, I really want you to imagine a sun rising in your world. Lord. And I really want you to imagine... And- Dixon manifesting. I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt. My God. Last night I was driving in the car, listening to a house mix version of Nina Simone. Here comes the sun. And I was like, I wonder if Ebony, I was like, I wonder if Morgan texted Ebony, what song to play at the end. And I was like, well, it's Morgan's day. So I'm going to let her lead. But if she doesn't have something, I'm going to recommend that we do this house mix. Nina Simone. Here comes the sun. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. It's funny. I was trying to decide between Richie Haven and Nina Simone, but I'm so glad we're on the same vibe. I picked Richie Haven so we can do a walking meditation. It's a little more low key. So, all right. If you guys are ready, let's put our phones on mute and let's just walk for a minute and we're going to do a moment of silence. And then when the song plays, I want you to envision your life, envision what you want to manifest, boil it up to one word if you can. All right, here we go.
And I say, it's all right Little darling, the smiles are returning to the faces Little darling, it seems like years since they've been there Here comes the sun comes the sun and I say it's all right ah thank you ebony um thank you guys so much Vanessa what is your vision for yourself what's your vision for your life I'm definitely manifesting and really focused on groundedness. I've literally been envisioning myself building roots that like make me unmovable and unshakable, my own kind of peace and joy, regardless of the storms around me. And it's just been something I'm meditating on. I'm doing root chakra work. I am, I mean, it really like back to my childhood and like, you know, feelings of security. I just feel like, okay, but you are grown, you are healthy, you are capable, you are more than a conqueror. God has always provided for you. Now is the time to root down. So the rest of this August, I'm especially focused on rooting down. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, let me know if there's a way I can help you. It's really beautiful. Yeah. So for me, it's funny. It's we're often like this, and I think it's why we make a good partnership. We're often diametrically opposed in a really beautiful and balanced way. Because I'm the exact opposite of that. Like I am really asking God to like allow me to surrender and to open my heart up and throw my shoulders back and just surrender and go like go with kind of the wind and the beauty in this like ultimate in this ultimate display of faith that God mm-hmm. has brought me this far and like it has not been me and like, we got this, you know what I mean? Like to Mm -hmm. be fearless and to be faithful, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it was like the prayer track a couple of years ago. I was telling this story. I had gone to this yoga retreat. There are these birds that were flying and the storm was coming in and the old Morgan would just try and battle through the storm with my wings, just, just like try to pump through. But I was watching these birds and as the gust would come, they would just unfurl their wings and like they were spiraling sometimes. And then when the path was clear, they would just pump their wings in the direction they wanted to go. And I was like, that's such wisdom. And I just really want that for my life. Like a kind of flexibility, a kind of lightness, a kind of open heart where I can really, really soar when, especially when the storms are here, I can really, really soar and I can trust that God will allow me to like release. And then when it's time for me to fly, I will have all the energy to go in the right direction. And if I have to lead the flock, I will be prepared and energized to do it. So that's really what, so it really is a kind of surrender and a kind of lightness that I'm going for in my life. So, oh, I hope that you got some clarity. I hope you got some clarity y'all. So, all right, let's turn up. Let's party. We did a non-scientific poll on which version of this next song we're going to play. <laughs> and Vanessa, I don't know if yes. you are in the Frankie and Beverly, or Frankie Dave and Beverly. Is that how you say it? What's wrong with my, did I release too much? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, camp, or if you are in the Beyonce camp, but I think I'm old school. I don't know what you think. 
I'm definitely feeling Beyonce new school at this moment. I'm pretty sure it's Frankie, Beverly, and Maze. I mean, you know, I love them too. But also, I actually love Beyonce's updated version. And actually, it's one of my goals that I had for quarantine, but I haven't done it. I want to learn all the steps, like, you know, so that I could actually oh my God, get the moves right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's your, that's your action Black History Bootcamp assignment to end, is to learn all the steps. Let's go with the Beyonce yeah. version because I'm surrendering. Let's go. All right. You ready, Ebony? Let's play us on out. It has been a wonderful 21 days, y'all. We have been so grateful. Hang in there. We're coming back October for 21 more days, edition three. Please, please, please watch your inbox. We're going to talk about Black Girl Justice League. We are going to mobilize. We will need your help. We will have asks. The most important thing you can do now is to share your testimony because I promise you, you will inspire someone else to start their day one today or start their day one tomorrow. Please, please, please share your testimony. It really is an important act for you to do now as a newly trained organizer and girl check. Congratulations, y'all. Absolutely love you. We'll see you on the turnaround. You ready? Ebony, you queued up? Vanessa, last words? I'm ready. You make me happy.
pull up to Coachella. Boost with the ghost feathers. I brought the squad with me. Black on black bandanas. I say it's champagne. I did the damn thing. Dirty Diana singing and dancing all in the rain. I just wanna have a good time Turn around, kick inside Enjoy yourself to the ride Bunny hop, bunny hop, drop, pop Cross your legs, turn around and clap Shuffle to the left, let's glide Drop it down, drop it down low, low Low, low, low to the floor Bring it up, tap and roll Step on them, kick on them, something you step. Swag the right, serve to left. Work the middle till it hurt a little. Oh, 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 oh. 